we believe better patient experiences begin with a commitment to every aspect of healthcare. This is Full Circle Healthcare, a MedSphere podcast. Can today's rapidly evolving technology and the age of Industry 4.0 provide advances in the healthcare supply chain? Welcome to Full Circle Healthcare, a MedSphere podcast. I'm James Kent, and my guest today is Leonard Gutierrez. Leonard's a project manager with MedSphere Healthline, and he's going to talk more about what he's seeing in the healthcare supply management space. Leonard, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Now, Leonard, you've worked in the healthcare supply chain space for many years and with several different organizations. What's got you excited about where technology is headed today in the supply chain? What really has me interested is merging technologies as we're moving forward. A lot of the emphasis has been both at the front end and how to make things easier for nursing and caregivers in general in getting what they need to take care of their patient, as well as in the back end for decision-making abilities to speed up and eliminate those old-time errors that used to be a problem back in the day. Um, Even though we're facing some of those now, it's everywhere in the news about COVID-19 and the shortages everybody has with the PPE protection, such as the N95 masks, which is rampant around every news channel feed and gowns and gloves and those protective barriers. The, the informatics you get from what takes place on a daily basis at any given department and how we move and, and manipulate that information to do something to prevent stock outages, to have the right product at the right time at the right location. Those are the things that interest uh, me most about what's going on in the industry today. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you just mentioned COVID-19. This is an extraordinary event that is uh, hopefully a very rare event, and it magnifies, you know, supply chain issues in healthcare. Putting that aside for one second, I suppose that even if this hadn't come along, sometimes healthcare organizations get a reputation for having to move mountains to make a change uh, in their organizations. Uh, I'm imagining that applies to supply chain as well. Is it hard for these organizations to automate their supply chain departments? It can be even at this day. My experience goes back when computers were an emerging technology. We were seeing uh, automated systems come into play. Uh, At that time, Windows wasn't even Windows. We were using DOS programs and Unix code and these very old uh, one and zero processing systems. When I started out in the healthcare system, we used what was called traveling requisitions, which were these eight and a half by 11 uh, hard cardboard, if you will, papers that had all these grids. So basically, you were doing hash marks on a card, turning it in to get the product ordered, and then going back and doing the math to receive and issue products out. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it was a transformational change for, for material systems to actually have a system in place beyond these paper cards that you would file away. And if somebody did the math wrong, everything was off. Trying to try and imagine to find a patient price markup from the cost when you have to go look at a PO, you can't look anything up in the system. Or if you were out, you had to get on what was a telex machine back then with the vendor and he would type in order information to their headquarters where they had these bounded printed books that looked like textbooks and pictures of supplies and cross-referencing material that was in an office somewhere else like in Chicago. Today, Anybody can Google up any product and find 10, 15 matches of something similar. 
the movement in technology is just catapulted in the last 30 years alone. Well, so take me take me through the past few years. What types of enhancements are going on that can really make a difference with a healthcare provider supply chain? So one of the big principles of, of direction that we're focused on at Medsphere is moving things to a web-based or cloud computing. Uh, what that means basically is when the information systems first came out, every hospital had to have a department and an air-filled room to keep things cool. And you had rows and rows of servers and computers and people running around. What we've done and what you see emerging in the industry is to pull that back and put it into a cloud computing system so that we remove that from the healthcare system. So it's one less thing they have to worry about. We manage their data, manage the systems, manage the operations and support for them. That was huge in the industry because that gives them the ability to not have to outlay so much capital expenditure and buying and maintaining all these things and use their money in other efficient areas for healthcare delivery. Well, also, you know, when it comes to security, that's another issue that uh, hospitals, which ransomware is a you know a huge issue that hospitals have to contend with and systems being basically held up for ransom by uh, cyber threats and something that they don't have to have in-house is going to make it more protected, provided that that service is protected. In the healthcare industry, minimizing risk and risk can be defined in a variety of ways, risk of infection, risk of what we're talking about there with ransomware. By mitigating risk, you're able to refocus your attention on what really should be the priorities by moving things in a data perspective and a systems perspective away from, from the facility where the hospital's primary purpose should be about caring for the patient. You leave it to other people that are experts, trained, understanding of the systems and security and protections where they're able to secure a facility's data, their operations, and give them a level of comfort so that, again, they can redirect their operations, their focus on, on really what their core business is, which is, again, for healthcare, it's taking care of the patient. Now, I was talking to my wife and telling her that I was going to be speaking with you. She's a nurse practitioner and a manager at a regional hospital. When I told her about the topic, she got very excited. She said that one of the big issues she has is orders. Uh, they get misplaced around the facility all the time. The various departments order under different budget lines, uh, but often they are ordering the same types of products as other departments. And even though you might think that when the items come into shipping, they get to where they need to, but oftentimes they don't. And just the other day, one of her people had, well, they were in a different department for some reason. They noticed something that they had ordered three months ago sitting behind the desk of somebody else. And then that person said, yeah, I don't know how we ended up with it, but we felt like we might need it at some point. So we held on to it. And this person who was looking for that item had just put in another order for it. And my wife says this type of thing happens all the time and it ends up costing departments a lot of money. And I was hoping you could talk about some of the ways the new technology, especially with barcodes and RFID that some of healthcare organizations are using that might help a situation like this. Sure. And first, let me say I have a great compassion and sympathy to your wife for having to put up with a myriad of things, being in charge of a department, uh, regardless if it's a rural hospital or urban hospital. There's a lot that they have to do beyond just taking care of a patient. We have always been in when I say we, the healthcare industry has always been slow in adopting technology. Quite frankly, the supermarkets led the way for a fun fact. The very first item that had a barcode that was ever scanned was a pack of Wrigley's gum. Ah. <laughs> That's a real story. It's actually displayed at the Smithsonian. So here's even an odder fact. 
if you ask people what came first, barcodes or RFID, most want to say RFID came second to barcodes because it seems like a much more sleeker technology than just a bunch of lines on a package. And it's actually not the case. RFID was invented prior to barcodes. It was through radar intercepts. This was done with the government back in World War II, after World War II, I should say. The emerging technologies help you track things better, gives you a standard unified numering system that you can use. The way this helps out with the scenario that you illustrated is by putting in systems in place that allow you to capture when something comes in the loading dock to the time it goes out to a particular department and unit and treat it like as if you're the internal UPS, FedEx, a delivery supply company that takes the process of I'm receiving this from one point and making sure I get delivery and tracking information. And that's the key to it. And this is where both of these technologies come into play. It allows you with date and timestamps and referencing back that traveling requisition, all you had were hash marks. And if you were lucky, a date. The technologies today with RFID and barcode give you down to the second of where the product moved when it was delivered even including signatures of people. If you have that technology portable, like a smart tablet or a PDA, that gives you complete control and audit of how a product goes. And this comes more into play when we're talking about implantables. So when somebody comes in for a total knee surgery, we have the ability using these technologies to watch it come from the loading dock into purchasing, into the OR, into the actual suite where the patient may be, and even to the moment that it starts to get pulled out of the packaging to go into the body. So when you have your knee replacement done, there's almost date and timestamps of that particular device all throughout the hospital until it gets to you and gets put inside of you. Yeah, I mean, you know, hospitals, they're complex networks. And again, they're dealing with a lot of products that are similar or the same in different departments. So, you know, if someone in shipping, they get a box and they're happy that it's received and it's somewhere. And I myself would just, I was amazed to hear my wife say that this is a common problem all the time. They clearly don't have that system. And she actually said, I wish we had some of this new technology in place because it would be a huge uh, money saver for just looking at her own department. Which is the purposes of doing systems and implementing systems and going back to the earlier question, why is it uh, a difficult thing to do? The first thing is cost outlay. You've got to be able to put out a level of cost to put in devices that are required, the software, your support fees. You also have to have the time and attention to train people on new systems and deploy it out and then train those folks that are going to be at the end point using the systems as well. Adoption can also be a difficult thing, especially when you have already layered systems. The best way to, to approach this is to have a committee of people that are both of clinical, financial, and of course, the supply chain folks come together and have a discussion of trying to find what best fits your organization organization. And by the way, that also includes not just the technologies of whether we want to go with a barcode and or RFID, which by the way, both actually can coexist, but it's to go beyond that and say, all right, what should be our best practice? What should be the way we want to approach this? For example, like in the case in point you were mentioning earlier, two departments, same products, ordering them separately, 
with a system in place that you're able to use, whether you're tracking it through barcodes or RFID, you should be able to pull that information into a system and pull out reporting and find the commonality and say, there's three or more departments using the same product, ordering it whenever they order it. Why don't we bring this into our inventory, let our systems manage it and eliminate them having to do requisitions and receiving and worse, trying to find a product that I ordered and I can't find it, even though they said they delivered it. Putting an automation like that allows you to look at that data and come back and say, these are the things that are common. Let's put them into inventory management for you as a supply chain department versus these are specific to a specific location or discipline. Let's go ahead and continue those as direct ordering. The methodology of supply replenishment has its own personalities throughout the organization. For example, the way we mitigate that atmosphere is in the supply chain products, we have something called cross-stock methodology that allows us to say, okay, if you want to do a par-level discipline, which is replace one as you use one, you can institute that. If you wanted to do something called min-max, where you don't want to have to replace one at a time every time, we can give you triggers of min-maxes so that you refill when you're ready to refill appropriately. Or we can go through two-bin systems such as Kanban. Another adaptation is would be something similar called reorder point, reorder quantity. So in case I give it away by the aegis, but I can only order it by the box or case, I can follow that discipline. The nuances in departments are so diverse that for a particular product, let's just say for four by four gauzes that are sterile that we put on when somebody cuts himself open. In one department, you could have that as PAR, and another department is min-max, and another department is Kanban, based on how much they use on any given period of time, whether it's daily or weekly, however you want to restock them, so that, again, they're able to take care of the patient, not even have to think about that once it's established, and just know when I walk into that supply area, my product's there so I can take care of the patient that comes in. Medsphere obviously has a lot of experience in working with these types of organizations and implementing, it sounds like, a myriad of different solutions, depending on what the supply chain setup is and what their needs are. Um, so it sounds like you customize what an organization needs to what you have to offer. It's not sort of, here's an out of the box, you have to switch everything over to this system, or or is it? No, it's not. Now, let me differentiate from customization. Nothing's built specific to them. The way to make this work best is to go with the approach, and, and I make this akin to when we all were in school and having to take multiple choice tests. There was always that one question that the teacher would give you the answer of all of the above. In healthcare, that's pretty much the perspective. If you can give them a choice of either or, they'll come back to you and say, well, I really want both. In our products for supply chain, we pull as much as we can into the system and say, let's set this up in a configuration that fits their best practice, as well as because of our experience and what we've seen, we'll come in with recommendations and say, I see what you want to do here. Based on our experience and based on the success of what we put in other locations, this might work better for you. So let's configure what works best of both sides of this and see how that results in better supply chain management. We recognize that some organizations have an issue where products get misplaced. If that's happening in an organization, I would also assume that when it comes to the supply chain, there may be a lack of visibility as to what supply inventory is actually going on with the real inventory is at, say, a hospital. Do any of the today's technologies, does that help better manage that? So say someone in a department, they are 
really down on a particular supply, but there's another area of the hospital that's got plenty of stock, and before they have to place an order, it might make sense to be able to go interdepartment, but with today's system that they had in place, they have no idea what another department has. Does this technology help with that? Absolutely, and I'll give you two kind of different examples. The, the example that, that works for what you just best described, within the systems, they're able to see where a common supply is located throughout their organization. Better yet, if it's a multi-hospital or an IDN so that you have a company that has 15 hospitals, 40 hospitals, they can look across all of those systems and find product and look at the utilization. So if hospital A has a product that they've been carrying on their shelf that they're really not using anymore, but hospital D certainly needs it, you can facilitate transfer from hospital A to hospital D and not ever have to really waste a product or throw it away. More importantly, you're not having over-ordering of product and just having all this slag weight just holding you down financially. Better yet, here's another example of how this comes into play with, with information and how fast we're able to look at things. When I was still working in hospitals, one of my departments, the oncology department, uh, was going through their supplies and the complaint we were getting, the phone call we were getting from the nurses were it would come Friday and they were out of certain supplies. Couldn't figure out why because we would restock them in the morning. By 9 a.m., they had a fresh brand new level of supplies. By 1 p.m. that Friday, they were out of certain ones. Started to go back and look and look at the data and look at the timestamps. Through talking through them with communication and looking at the information, how we were restocking them, what their levels were, it wasn't a knee-jerk reaction to say, well, we'll just double up everything there. We looked at the data, went back and had a conversation and found out on Fridays, they were having these in services for folks that were leaving the hospital, as well as those would come in for weekly dressing updates. What happened was they would prepackage kits from their own supply carts and basically run their supply out for take-home kits for these patients. Without that data, without knowing that, we would have never been able to resolve that and say, why don't you give us the list of folks that have RSVP'd for this event? We'll pull it from our main stock so that one, you don't run out into the weekend, and two, we'll be able to adjust our levels immediately and make sure we have what we need. Well, I think that's a key right there as far as a benefit when considering upgrading your technology and your logistics and supply chain management because having the ability to access data and analyze it for further process improvement, I mean, that's that's a huge, huge win right there. It, it basically pays for putting in a system and the expense of training folks and getting them to use a system. It justifies the compliance levels. But there's one key factor. You can put as many computers as you want or scanners. You can put all the equipment in the world. If there's not a communication going on, and again, this is a key, there has to be a partnership with the clinical folks along with the financial folks. And when I say financial, it's the supply chain folks, it's the CFO, it's, it's, it's those folks in finance and the hospital. Getting the two together so that there's an understanding of why we need these compliant operations done and how it comes back to us and keeping the facility healthy so that we can continue servicing that community. That understanding, that communication on both sides, when something, especially when something is not operating well, allows us to pinpoint through the data we collect and try and resolve it for them so that they don't have that pain point anymore. Yeah. And I can see this uh, when you had mentioned the healthcare networks and that ability to look at inventory across several different hospitals and be able to do some smart shipping of products. 
that I can see where we said at the beginning, we mentioned the, the COVID-19, and uh, there are certain supplies that are going to be in desperate need and potentially healthcare organizations all over the country, but there might be some more and others that have an immediate need. And if you were able to access your hospital network and discover that there's some supplies that could get sent rather than it sort of being, I, I think another hospital in my network has this stuff, but I don't have the visibility. That, that kind of thing can be really essential when there are critical times. Absolutely. And this is where that technology, whether it's an RFID passive chip on products or if it's the actual barcode, having as up-to-date information on what you have and where it is allows you to quickly make those adjustments, not just at a facility level, but as a company-wide level. And it goes beyond just knowing what I have so I can immediately transfer for, let's just keep on the, on the discussion of, of covid when you look at what's going on right now and what the CDC and the, and the government is basically outlaying and forecasting as far as how long this may go, it, the data that you've collected right now gives you at least a baseline to try and forecast out what we need to get. And again, as we start seeing, let's just say you get into a hot region that's affected by COVID-19, when that data starts coming through the system as fast as it goes, it allows you to make the adjustments almost immediately. And let's just say the perfect world still exists where I can order those supplies, I can attend to it ahead of time so that I'm not running short. Obviously, for what's happening right now, there's a strain on the supply chain and this goes beyond the means of the data. But that data is important right now because what you hear right now in those news conferences, when they're talking about the specific numbers of what's being manufactured and shipped and required, that's coming from data being collected through these systems. That's how they're able to say, we need X amount of ventilators or we need X amount of, of N95 masks. That's the whole purpose of having technology in your facility. Yeah. I mean, today, data is so important when it comes to supply chain and logistics. And it's that combination, the supply chain and logistics, that's really going to make your uh, healthcare organization run smooth. Absolutely. And again, one of the nice things that happened uh, not so long ago was the FDA coming in with what's called the uh, UDI or Unique Device Identification Standards into the supply chain world. For the longest time, pharmacy had that under control. If you look at anything that's a prescription to you, when you pick up, uh, it could be just simple penicillin um, or amoxicillin. It could be any type of medication. There's an NDC number on it. It's a universal number for that product. And it's known to that product and that product only for the longest time. Supply chain had a problem with reorder numbers. They weren't unique. They are now. This is where we're moving. And that, that again, that informatics of being able to get information. And now we know clean information. We know exactly from a historical perspective, as far as we're concerned, in addition to going forward, how to better manage the supply chain for nursing, for the whole facility and in healthcare in general. A supply management person hears this podcast, starts thinking about the upgrades that they need to make. They want to get in touch. What's the best place they should go? to get in touch with MedSphere? Oh, that's easy. Just go to our website, medsphere.com. There are a whole array of products beyond supply chain there. There's a section for supply chain as well. There's contact information there that you would need. I will guarantee you as soon as they submit their request, somebody will be contacting them immediately. That's great. Any last words before I let you go? Uh, yes, in this time period for everybody and beyond this time period, wash your hands. Good hand washing is a good practice beyond just COVID-19. Leonard, this was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Not a problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I've been speaking with Leonard Gutierrez, project manager for MedSphere Healthline. 
And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Full Circle Healthcare, a MedSphere podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to more episodes, be sure to subscribe. You'll get the latest Full Circle Healthcare episodes and you can access past episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. A comment and a rating are always appreciated wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm James Kent. Let's talk again soon.